Welcome to the Fireside Giants podcast by Empire Sports Media. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Fireside Giants. I'm your host, Anthony Rivardo, joined by my co-host, Ali, the Icebox. And today, we are going to be talking about the New York Giants wide receiver room because currently, they're holding 13 wide receivers. Now, that's far too many to carry into the regular season. The Giants are likely to only carry about six to eight wide receivers, somewhere in that range, most likely seven wide receivers going into the regular season. So today, we're going to be going through the entire wide receiver room, saying keep or cut to each one of the wide receivers and projecting the starting unit for the upcoming 2023 season. But before we dive into all that, make sure to leave a like if you do enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode and comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review and go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, Allie, how are you doing today, my friend? And what are your thoughts on the New York Giants wide receiver room? Well, I feel good. We won a preseason game and our offense looked amazing. I feel like it feels good to be excited about an offense. I feel like having a crowded wide receiver room is a really good problem to have compared to not having any receivers at all. So. I'm excited. I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to talk about a guy I know you love and I know that you support Darius Slayton, which is an obvious keep. And I want to hear your thoughts on that because I know you talk really highly of him. I do talk really highly of Darius Slayton. In fact, he is a sleeper pick for me on this Giants roster to potentially cross 1,000 receiving yards a season. I think when you look at his career, <clears throat> he's top 700 receiving yards on numerous occasions. Of course, he had that down year in 2021, only about 350 receiving yards. But the whole Giants team had a down year that season. And when we talked to his wide receiver coach, Drew Lieberman, interview on the channel, go back and check it out. He mentioned how that season, 2021, the whole team was kind of falling apart and it really messed with Slayton's confidence. But he bounced back this past season under Brian Dable, refound his confidence, took that pay cut, as we all know, and had pretty much a career year as the leading man in the Giants wide receiver core. So going into this season, Slayton has done a lot of work this offseason on fixing his hands because, as we all know, he's had a drops problem in the past. And we saw that on full display against Minnesota, right? The Giants pretty much had that game wrapped up in a bow. And then Slayton dropped a, an easy first down reception, tore the bow right off of the present, and almost handed it over to Minnesota. Thankfully, we, ha we had Dexter Lawrence and Xavier McKinney save the day at the end of that game. But Slayton's drops were clearly a problem. But now going into this year, he worked really hard on fixing those drops. His hands look a lot better. Um, at training camp and I think that you combine that with this offensive scheme that has way more weapons in it and I think we're going to see a pretty big year out of Slayton despite how quiet he's been during the preseason so Allie how are you feeling about Darius Slayton you know I'm sure that you've seen some of those clips that he's made at training camp some of the contested catches that he made that touchdown in the back of the end zone from Daniel Jones how excited are you for Slayton going into this upcoming season and do you think that a thousand receiving yards could be in the cards for him? I think it could be. Honestly, I think he's going to be a clear wide receiver one for us. He was drafted same year as Daniel Jones, as we know, but we haven't been able to see that duo at full strength because obviously the team has been a mess since then. So I'm just excited to finally see that chemistry take off just because we know how much he loves Daniel. We know how much Daniel loves him. 
And I think he could be a deep threat, which is what I really wanted to see. We want to see him kind of catch those deep passes, make those plays for us. And I think that's really what's going to happen. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And I think that opposite of him, the other outside wide receiver, obvious keep on the roster is Isaiah Hodgins. And you mentioned the chemistry between Jones and Slayton. We've seen that since 2019 when those two came into the league as rookies. That's when Slayton had a career high eight receiving touchdowns. But last year, we saw Isaiah Hodgins join the team midway through the year and instantly have a similar level of chemistry with Daniel Jones. It was rapid. They quickly turned it on. I think Hodgins had four touchdowns last season in only five games. In the final five games, he scored four times or something crazy. Hodgins has great spatial awareness, knows how to find himself open, and knows how to score in the red zone. So, Allie, when you're looking at this wide receiver room, I know that we've got some other players to discuss here. Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt. Maybe they rise on the depth chart, but I personally feel like Hodgins is firmly locked into that second wide receiving role. And so I'm wondering what your thoughts and expectations are for Hodgins going into this year. I agree. Honestly, I could make an argument as to why Hodgins could also be fighting for a wide receiver one role as well. He had zero drops last season, which I think is something we need. Giants receivers struggle with drops, struggled with basically everything in the past seasons. I've noticed his height is something that I love because he is a really tall receiver. He isn't the fastest, but with all the speed that we have on the with the rest of the receivers, that doesn't really matter. I do agree. I think he's an underrated red zone threat as well as underrated deep zone threat. So I think we're going to get a big season out of Hodgins. Yeah, so do I. And you kind of alluded to the speed there. So these next two wide receivers that I want to dive into, no shortage of speed on either one of these guys. First one being Paris Campbell. Now, when the Giants signed Paris Campbell earlier in the offseason, this was a player that I was hoping they would target before they ever signed them. I wanted Paris Campbell to be signed because I saw so much potential in him. But they signed him to that one-year contract, incentive-laden. So a lot of Giants fans thought, will he even make the roster, or is this just a you know, a, a training camp trial, essentially, for Paris Campbell. But I think at training camp, he proved that he is here to stay. He will be making a roster, so he's an obvious keep for me. And I think that he's going to be one of the three starters on the offense. Rotating in with some of these other slot guys that we have, because the Giants have an abundance of slot guys, and we're going to dive into all of them in just a second. But looking at Paris Campbell, Alley, all the speed that he provides to this offense, his ability to run after the catch, I feel like he can be a really dynamic player for this New York Giants team and really provide something different that none of these other guys can provide to this offense. So what are you feeling about Paris Campbell and in particular his ability to take that speed and apply it after the catch? Well, I think Paris Campbell is someone to be excited about. I think Kafka and Dibs are going to figure out creative ways to use him because he could be used basically in – any way possible. I have here that I see that he could be used a lot in the backfield, which is pretty interesting. He has big playmaking ability. So I think he's just going to be used in such a unique and creative way. And then uh, kind of the speed is going to play in a little bit. Uh, I saw somewhere that his problem before has been having chemistry with the quarterback, but I know he has spoken how because him and Daniel are around the same age that they just kind of clicked. So I don't really feel like that's going to be a problem with him this this season at all and so I'm excited to see those main three that we talked about I think they're really going to elevate the whole offense I mean when you look at Paris Campbell's 2022 season he set career highs and touchdowns yards catches because he finally got healthy he's had a lot of injuries throughout his career but last season fully healthy played in all 17 games but keep mm -hmm. in mind 
he played with like three different quarterbacks and none of them were mm-hmm. any bit close to good. None of them were anywhere near the talent level of Daniel Jones either. So now you take a look at Paris Campbell. If he stays healthy this season, has that expanded role playing out of the backfield in the slot outside, he can play all of those positions, as you just mentioned, Allie. So mm-hmm. if he stays healthy, now that he has a legitimate quarterback throwing him the football, I think that we can see a really big year out of Paris Campbell. And I think that he could exceed those numbers that he posted last yeah. year. However, the only thing that might hold him back is just the fact that the Giants have a lot of mouths to feed, yeah. which is why we're discussing sure. how many wide receivers they have and who they should <laughs> be cutting. <laughs> so the next player that I want to dive into, Ali, a fan favorite of yours in particular. He hit the yoga pose. He was manifesting his own touchdown. <laughs> Jalen Hyatt scored that yeah. big 44, 43-yard receiving touchdown delivered by Tyrod Taylor mm-hmm. in the second game of the preseason. This is a player that we're all really high on. Now, I know that you have really high expectations for Hyatt. I do. You could see him winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year. So I'm going to yes. let you get the first crack at Hyatt, ex- kind of discuss how excited you are yeah. with him and, you know, what your expectations are for him going into his rookie season. Yes, Hyatt is someone I was super excited about, super excited that we drafted him just because I really wanted someone that could make plays for us. And I always mention this. People always say he runs like a gazelle, which – is insane. He's super speedy. So I feel like that adds to him being able to kind of separate himself from defenders. He has an ability to make tough catches, which is amazing. He's a great deep ball threat, which is what I want to see a lot of. Dimes to Hyatt is literally going to cure my depression, not even lying. I also saw somewhere that he is a strong run blocker too, which could be crucial to our offense, which is something to keep an eye on. And going back to his preseason well, not debut, because his debut was, like, kind of bad, so I'm going to ignore that. However, four or five targets, 35 yards, a touchdown after a bad drop, showing that maybe having something like that didn't affect his confidence. Instead, he went out there and was like, I'm going to make a play, which I like to see, because sometimes having bad drops in games like that could really affect you mentally, and it's just kind of how you choose to get over that. So I was excited to see him do that. I'm excited to see him have... An amazing rookie season, offensive rookie of the year, Jalen Hyatt. I am locking it in. Okay, you're locking it in. I don't know. He's got yes. some fierce competition across the league for that um, illustrious rookie of the year title. But I will say the potential is there. You know, Jalen Hyatt, boomer bust potential in some ways. But what we did see and what I like that you pointed out, he had that crucial drop in the preseason game, immediately responded like a player or two later with that big mm-hmm. touchdown grab. And so what you see there is confidence, killer's mentality, not getting hung up on himself for making a mistake. But also, one thing to point out there, that second catch, that touchdown catch, there was no one within 10 yards of him. He was so wide open. He was waiting for the ball because he ran too fast and had to wait for the ball to come down and finally land in his hands. So one thing that that says is his confidence couldn't even be a factor there because it was the easiest catch in the world. But the other thing that it says is, he got himself wide open. Now, that wasn't just a normal go route. That was a post-corner route. He actually ran a really clean route there, sprung himself open, and answered the question, can he run routes? Well, he can run routes, though. He absolutely can. Jalen Hyatt can (laughs) do it. He ran a really good route there and got himself wide open for the touchdown, an explosive playmaker that the Giants are definitely going to be targeting deep downfield all season long, and I am here for it. So, 
Let's go ahead and talk about the next player. Now we're getting into kind of the nitty gritty of this wide receiver room. We talked about those main starters, those guys that we expect to be regular contributors to the offense. Let's talk about some of these guys that we're going to see a lot in the preseason, but maybe not see at all in the regular season. Now, the first one being Sterling Shepard, who I think will make the team. I have him as a keep. I think that it's it's crucial for the Giants to keep Shepard. A lot of that being because he is such a great leader in the locker room, on the sideline, all of that stuff. So, I know that you feel the same way, Allie. I know Shepard is one of your favorite players, so let you get a chance to talk about him and why you think that the New York Giants absolutely need to keep Sterling Shepard on this roster. Oh, yeah, he's like our longest tenure giant. I feel like fans who want to cut them is just absolutely heartbreaking. Like, taking how he is on the field out of the equation for one second. He is such a big leader in that locker room. I know you like to say this. He's like an unofficial captain, and players like that, you cut them, that is a deep loss to the locker room. If you don't think the players are going to be affected by that, you're wrong. And to me, when you have players like that in your locker room, the players are going to play 10 times harder just because they have this love for him, the love they probably have for each other. And I think that is super, super, super important. His injuries, though, have been a problem. I think his last full season was in 2018, which is very sad. You want to see him healthy. But healthy, I think he's a really good route runner. I think he's a versatile receiver. You, he could be played on the outside. He could be in the slot. And I think that's something important because we do have an abundance of slot receivers. So it would be nice to be able to, ro- to rotate him in a bunch of different places. I do think having this wide receiver room that we have does take a lot of pressure off of him. So maybe he can have that full healthy season because he's not going to be expected to be out there every time they snap the ball. And I know last season he was basically – thrown into being our wide receiver one so he said he felt like he rushed back into it and then boom he got hurt which is what we do not want to see he did look really good we see we saw him fake out trey hawkins in camp or not even camp just out of practice which was really nice to see because hawkins has been one of our main guys on defense so the fact that he's able to do that coming off of his leg injury i think that's a good sign I think it's a great sign. And his route running, as you just mentioned, has looked phenomenal during camp. Like he does look fully healthy. He doesn't look like he rushed back at all this time around. He looks like he's fully ready to compete this upcoming season. And the point that you made was the exact point that I wanted to make. So kudos to you for stealing the point from me. He's not going to be playing as much this year, which should allow him to stay healthy. I think that's really crucial for Sterling Shepard. And the other excellent point that you made is the fact that he can play all over the field. Sterling Shepard, I think a lot of fans don't realize because he looks like a slot receiver. He started his career out playing primarily in the slot. But over the last four seasons, he's been playing on the outside primarily. He moves into the slot, but he's been playing a lot as the Z receiver. So he's on the outside two yards behind the line of scrimmage. That's the ideal role for Sterling Shepard, but that's what differentiates him from some of these other slot receivers that we're going to dive into because some of these other guys, they only play in the slot. They don't have that ability to line up outside. But Shepard, having that versatility to play inside, to play outside, that gives him an edge in making this roster in addition to the fact that he is the longest tenure Giants player, as you mentioned, Ali, and the fact that he is such an excellent leader. So I think there's a lot going for Shep. The only things that I could see kind of leading to him getting cut would be if he just simply gets outplayed in the final preseason game, if he gets hurt in the final preseason game, or if he just plays terribly, I guess. I don't know. I I think that he's making the roster. I don't think that there are that many factors going against him at this point. But now I want to talk about the wild card, in my opinion, of the wide receiver room. This is a guy that I don't even know how to project. I don't know what he's going to do this upcoming season, but I do know that he's going to make the roster because he was a a second-round pick in last year's draft. So Wandale Robinson, 
currently on the pup list. He's been dealing with that injury, torn ACL that he suffered last year. He's not ready to return to practice just yet, though. Last week, Joe Shane said he should be returning in the next week or so. So it seems like Wandale Robinson's return is imminent. However, is he going to make an impact this year coming off of that injury with such a crowded wide receiver room? Because we're going to dive into Wandale Robinson here, but a lot of the points that we're going to make on Robinson are going to sound like a lot of the points that we tried to make about Paris Campbell. So how does he fit into the roster or into the lineup? And does that take away time from Paris Campbell? Does Paris Campbell take away time from Wondell Robinson? Is he going to be fully healthy? I'm not entirely sure. But Allie, what are your thoughts on Wondell Robinson as a player, what he provides to this offense, and how much playing time do you project for him this upcoming season? Uh, You make a good point with him and Paris Campbell, I think, being similar players. I know Dave's loves his small-bodied receivers. I'd see Wondell Robinson having kind of – Isaiah McKenzie-like usage. They like to use Isaiah McKenzie a lot in jet sweeps, so I feel like we're probably going to see a lot of that from Wondell. Uh, I know that he is primarily a slot receiver, but I do think he has the ability to get open, and he likes making things happen in like the short area of the field, and DJ does like to throw down there a lot. So I do feel like that's going to be where most of his usage comes from. I do think, Wondell, they could do creative things with him as well, much like I said about Paris Campbell. Uh, I don't know how much this means to his usage, but I do know he did play as a running back when he was in college. At least his freshman year, he took a lot of running back snaps as well. So I feel like that's something to keep an eye on, the fact that he could be just as versatile as Paris Campbell. So maybe that's going to be a little competition during the season to see who gets more. I think it might be Paris Campbell as of right now, but that's just a good fight during the season to keep an eye on. 100%. And I think for what it's worth, you made a good point there mentioning how Wandale does a lot of his work in the short to intermediate range of the field. But I think Paris Campbell has more of that ability to go all three levels, get open deep. So maybe you could see those guys kind of rotate in based on which part of the field the Giants want to attack. If they're going up against a team with really bad linebackers, maybe they want Wandale Robinson to go out there underneath. If they're going against a team with really bad safeties, maybe that's where Paris Campbell can go deep, blow by a safety and create a big play. So Maybe they're just going to play the same role, but slightly different and kind of split playing time. But also, I think it just depends on how healthy Wandale Robinson is, because even if he is ready to return to practice, does return to practice, plays in the final preseason game, how does he feel running on that knee? Because a lot of the times returning from a knee injury like that, it's totally mental. It's not about how physically healthy you are. It's about how mentally healthy you are and how prepared you are to go cut and jump and run all over the field. So... Wondell Robinson, a player to keep an eye on, but that's six wide receivers that we think the Giants are going to keep on the regular season roster. However, we think they will keep a seventh, potentially an eighth, though that's very unlikely. Now, I'll just get this out of the way with the eighth receiver spot. I think that would be a guy who is a wide receiver, but also a special teamer. So we're going to talk about a bunch of these receivers here, and one of them who we think is going to get cut. I think that Khalil Pimpleton could sneak his way onto the roster, but I don't think he'd necessarily be designated as a wide receiver on the roster. I think he'd be designated as a return man. But let's talk about these other wide receivers, Allie, that we think have a fighting chance of making the roster. And those three are Cole Beasley, Colin Johnson, and an outside chance for Jamison Crowder. Now, I want to discuss Beasley first and foremost because I want to compare him to Sterling Shepard. Both really good veteran wide receivers – Beasley's been in the NFL for way longer. I think he has like 4,000, 5,000 receiving yards to his name throughout his career. But the thing with Beasley compared to Shep is the fact that Beasley plays in the slot. Shep plays in the slot and outside, as we were mentioning earlier, which is why I think he gets the edge over Beasley. But Beasley's still proving to be a pretty effective player for the Giants throughout training camp and preseason. 
So what are your thoughts on Cole Beasley and his chances of making this final roster? I like Cole Beasley. I know I've gotten into conversations with people who kind of said they don't want someone of his age, but I feel like his age doesn't really matter. I like the consistency that he brings uh, throughout his whole career. He's basically played in almost every single game, didn't really miss any for injuries or for illness, which with this team, that's something we like to hear because we've been plagued with the injury bug. Uh, I saw this crazy stat that said out of like, 556 receptions he only fumbled six times which again is something that we've struggled with as well so the fact that he has the ability to protect the ball is something really good as well i feel like he's already familiar with the ball scheme obviously coming from buffalo so that's also a really good thing uh he was one of josh allen's favorite targets so i think that says a lot so i think daniel jones and him could kind of have a little chemistry i think in that preseason game he looked really good so I think he basically is my guaranteed lock. I feel like I can make an argument for Colin Johnson and for Jameson Crowder. However, I don't feel like any of them do top Cole Beasley because he also does have experience on special teams, which is something to keep an eye on. I feel like he can serve as a return man. I don't really know what's going on with our special teams right now, but that's something that can help us. So I'm excited to see him. Yeah, that's a really good point that you bring up with special teams. That's one I wouldn't have even brought up because I totally forgot that Cole Beasley could contribute on special teams. So kudos to you once again. But with Beasley, having that ability to contribute on special teams definitely improves his chances of making the roster. And like you said, has looked good in the preseason, is probably the most dependable wide receiver on the Giants roster right now. I mean, the guy has been doing it for a decade. He's just been churning out consistent, dependable slot receiver play for a decade in the NFL across like three or four different teams now. So... Beasley definitely would be a lock to make the roster if the Giants didn't have such an abundance of slot receiving talent. You've got Shepard who can play in the slot. You've got Robinson who plays primarily in the slot. You have Campbell who can play in the slot and Hyatt who's probably going to play primarily in the slot. So you only have two starting outside wide receivers in Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton. Who is the backup for those guys? Again, Shepard can be the backup for those guys. Campbell can be the backup for those guys. But if you're forcing Shepard and Campbell to play on the outside, you're sacrificing their ability to play on the inside. So do the Giants need to cut Cole Beasley in favor of a wide receiver who can play more consistently on the outside? And that player would be Colin Johnson. Now, I know that he's dealing with some sort of injury. He's been dealing with injuries for a while now, had a season-ending injury last year. And I think he's once again aggravated his knee. However, it's not a significant injury that should keep him out for extended playing time. But Colin Johnson, a player who has struggled to stay healthy, but is the tallest wide receiver in the NFL, has the biggest wingspan of any wide receiver in the NFL, and has started games for the Giants in the regular season in the past. So Colin Johnson is a player that I think could absolutely sneak his way onto this final roster. However, it would be at the expense of Cole Beasley. So Allie, when you're looking at that battle right there, because I really do think it's a two-man race. I know I said we would discuss Jamison Crowder, but... Honestly, yeah. I don't think Jamison Crowder is making this roster. Let's be realistic. So, yeah. Colin Johnson versus Cole Beasley, pros and cons. Who are you kind of leaning towards here? I know you said Cole Beasley is your lock, yeah. but maybe on second thought, after kind of taking a look at the outside receivers that the Giants have, the lack of outside receivers that the Giants mm -hmm. have, do you think that they maybe need to, to hold on to Colin Johnson just to have a backup outside wide receiver on the team? I mean, maybe. He's 6'6". You can't teach height. That's just what it is i know last year he had seven passes for 82 yards in camp which 
isn't that bad. I think injuries are the only reason why he won't have a spot, in my opinion. So it's just keeping an eye on if he could stay healthy. Because again, that's something we struggle with. You look at the injury prone receivers that we have. It's like, do you want to take a risk with someone who could possibly get hurt again? I feel like it's just Giants PTSD. I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want to lose out on receivers because they keep getting injured. Like they just keep getting injured. I like Colin Johnson. I feel like he does create separation. He is speedy. I notice a lot of big receivers can be more stiff in their movements, and he's not. So if he can stay healthy, I would like him to have a spot on this roster. But again, it's just can he stay healthy? That's the biggest question. That is the biggest question for Colin Johnson. Again, um, I just checked once again. The, the knee injury is considered not long-term. Is not considered long-term. It's a better way to phrase that. But mm-hmm. he missed mm-hmm. Friday's game in the preseason. However, I think the expectation is he plays this final preseason game against yeah. the Jets. Maybe that's his final opportunity to earn himself a roster spot. I think that's kind of how I'm looking at it. He's going to have to return to practice this week, have a good week of practice, and then go ahead and win that, start, that roster spot on Saturday's game against the Jets. Mm-hmm. However... If he doesn't get healthy this week, if he doesn't play well in that preseason game, I think the nod goes to Cole Beasley, unless the Giants could do it this way. Maybe they do hold that eighth receiver, and they look at Cole Beasley as that special teams slash wide receiver guy instead of Pimpleton, and then they also keep Colin Johnson. But ultimately, I think that Johnson is going to get cut despite a really valiant effort here over the last couple weeks to force his way onto the roster. I just don't see it happening. Now, there are a few other wide receivers that could potentially sneak onto this roster, but I think that all all four of these guys are getting cut. Pimpleton, as I mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. Mickens, I don't think Mickens makes the roster. Bryce Ford-Wheaton, I think, is going on the practice squad. And I think the same of David Sills. But, Allie, yeah. when you're looking at those guys, Sills, Wheaton, Mickens, Pimpleton, mm-hmm. do you like any of those guys? Do you think that they might have some sort of an outside chance to make mm-hmm. the roster? I know David Sills seemingly ends up on the roster every single year yeah. somehow. But how do you feel about <laughs> the receivers and kind of just being some talented players to stash on our practice squad? Um, I don't see really any of them making the roster over who we mentioned. I that is just the most blunt way to put it. David Sills is like whatever preseason legend, probably has some blackmail on the Giants. Don't know how he does always seem to have a roster spot, but fine. I don't think he makes it. I like Pimpleton. However, compared to the other wide receivers, I don't see anything standing out with him other than that he could be really good on special teams. That's just the truth. Mickens. Honestly, wouldn't even be able to tell you much. He hasn't really done anything. And in this industry, it's like, if I don't have anything good or anything bad to say about you, you're not doing enough to get noticed. So I think he's also a clear cut. So out of those four guys, I don't really see any of them kind of making it. It'll be a surprise if David Sills once again makes the roster, but I don't think that's going to happen. So... Yeah, one thing that I will say about David Sills, I hope that he does wind up back on the practice squad just because him and Daniel Jones, best friends, they have great chemistry. And I think it's important to keep guys like that around for practice purposes. So hopefully Sills does make the uh, practice squad. Sills Army can live to see another year with David Sills in big blue. But also Bryce Ford Wheaton. This is a guy that I think flashed a little bit of potential in preseason week two. Didn't look very good in week one. I'll just say that. I thought that he really underwhelmed and disappointed. But week two, pretty good game. Had that one nice, really strong catch, that contested catch, where he kind of pulled it away from the defender on the out route. So I'd like to see that from Bryce Ford Wheaton. But again, a stiff runner, not doesn't have the best hands, needs a lot of development. 
a freakish yeah. athlete, six foot four, yeah. four three speed. Like this is a guy the Giants clearly want to develop. So hopefully they mm-hmm. stash him on the practice squad, and maybe in a year's time he can start to contribute in a more meaningful, meaningful fashion. But that's pretty much all of our picks for the Giants wide receiver room. Our breakdown on who to keep who to cut, and everything else in between. So we want to hear your thoughts down below in the comment section. But make sure to leave a like if you did enjoy this episode. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. Ring the bell so you don't miss an episode. And again, comment your thoughts on the topic down below in the comment section. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. And go ahead and follow us on all of our social media channels at Fireside Giants. But without further ado, we will catch you all in the next one. Have a good one, and let's go Giants.